0: You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This
1: is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. Get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Pass not again.
0: Yes sir, welcome to the life in football podcast baby, I'm your host Mike Fee And this
2: is your host Cole Moore. you know we loving life and enjoying football
0: Right there on the big-time play, that was Jamal Enzo playing against Ohio State. Now, he did his thing, and he represented not the small but great city of Havana, Florida. Represent Gaston County, baby. And I saw a lot from this young man. Matter of fact, he was one of the smoothest cats i ever seen with a basketball, y'all. No lie. I'm talking about he'll come down the court. I know there's a football podcast, but he was a top-notch basketball athlete as well. And he was a dog out there on that football field, wearing number four, knocking at your door. And at the same time, he went levels. He did his thing in high school for the Havana Northside Gladiators, baby. Then he went to the University of Cincinnati, played linebacker, started wearing number 46. He was on teams that did great things. He was a part of a 2004 Fort Worth Bowl championship team. He also went on ahead to the NFL, had a little short stint with the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. This guy comes from a family of athletes brother balling, sister come down the court, cross you up and make you hit the ground. Now I'm just giving y'all a little insight on a guy I got to see in person. And we actually got coached by some of the same people. My high school head coach was named Rodell Thomas. That was his high school head coach as well. Now I came after him and he was at Cincinnati. He left to Cincinnati in 2004. Some of his coaches were named Pat Narduzzi, who's the head coach at University of Pitt right now, and Mark D'Antonio, who was the head coach at Cincinnati at that time, he w- went on to um, Michigan State. Now, both of them guys also coached me as well because I, I went to um, Cincinnati for one semester. Now, before I just keep on running my mind, we got to let CMO bring the king of the south on. How
2: you doing, Jamar?
3: I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to be on here, man.
2: Hey, it's a blessing to have you on. Now, Might not threw that out there, so I gotta go on Allen Hoot rat right up off of it. So so you was a ball in basketball, ball football in high school. How were you able to choose which one? Like take the scholarship in basketball or take the scholarship in football? Like how were you able to decide that?
3: Um, man, my basketball little- it just outgrew or outweighed my love for basketball, which was kind of crazy. But I had more scholarships, more scholarship offers in football than I had in basketball. It was mostly like small schools that offered me in basketball. So that's what was the leading um, force in making my decision. Now,
2: with you picking Cincinnati, who else you had that was on you and what made Cincinnati like? Man, you know what? I'm gonna go This going to be my home for about four or
3: five years. So initially in the in the process, eleventh eleventh grade year, uh, towards the end, going into my twelfth grade year, I had like pretty big schools recruit me, like Florida, Texas A and Mississippi State, Kentucky, Iowa State. A lot of those guys was recruiting me. Um, so towards the end of my twelfth grade year, I did my grades was kind of tearing on that two point five line, so I wasn't qualified, I wasn't eligible. So a lot of schools backed off, and I hadn't taken the ACT. So um a lot of schools backed off. So when I finally took the ACT and I worked on my grades and got my grades up, um Cincinnati was actually in town looking at uh, one of my other teammates, Jermaine Wilson. And um somebody told him, like, hey, yes, yeah, a guy named Venner, you might want to check out. I don't think he signed yet. So they came and they watched me play basketball. They watched me in basketball practice. And he offered me a scholarship right there.
0: Man, that's crazy. You know what? I always wonder how you ended up at Cincinnati. And before I continue on, man, I just got to give my my props to you and, my, and the flowers to you, cause I played linebacker, and you was a special athlete, man, coming out of Havana, Florida. And around that time, you're right, Cincinnati was recruiting a lot of guys from this area, guys like George Murray. Um, let me see, who else? I, Jermaine I, I building, who, yeah, Jermaine Wilson, Terry yeah, Arnold. Yeah. Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And see, these were some ballers coming in straight, you know, straight from, from the area from the Big Ben area doing their thing. So how was that to have some, I guess, brothers, the fellowship from the you know, similar area you were from?
3: Man, it saved it saved me because I was homesick when I first got there. And I was I, all all us were, but we kind of held each other up and held held together, and we was just like, man, we all we got. Like, you know what I mean? So, we kind of banded together and just tried to push each other through and challenge each other. But all of us was, like, ready to go. We was ready to come back down south. We ain't like no Ohio. Like, nah, I'm ready to go. I'm from Florida. I like Florida weather. I like Florida girls. So, I'm ready to go back home. So, we just kind of just uh, just kind of bonded together, man, and, and stuck in there, and we bought each other
0: through. Hey, Enzo, it too bad. Now, I was there one semester, man. And I came out of JUCO, and the reason I ended up coming, I had a teammate of mine by the name of Marcus Brooks, and he was from Cincinnati, and he was telling me at that time, Cincinnati pretty much all their linebackers were leaving. And I know for a fact I ended up talking to the coach, and he was like, yeah, man, all our linebackers, um, our starting linebackers leaving. And, you know, um, all of them pretty much had graduated before they started season. Um, but before they started their senior season, and, you know, mm-hmm. they were just giving me a lot of good information. That was Coach Patton, and our And to just hear you say, you know, like, man, it was hard for you. But, man, you end up doing your thing, you know, just looking out at it. And I hear you say, you know, like, hey, man, I, I want to go back to the house and this and that. But you put your staple in up there, man, because, you know, you was almost a legend from, you know, not just in Gadsden County, but definitely from what I was hearing, because I remember a, a lot of the coaches, uh, especially Coach Pat dudes, he would make jokes, because how, how I would talk, and he would talk about, oh, he sounded like Angel to my little, 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 little. He, <laughs> he <laughs> would say that, but you know, like, give me that impact of how that became, you know, that brotherhood when y'all was up there. Not just the guy from Florida, but, you know, with all them guys like you, Jamie Murphy, Trent Cole, and all them type guys.
3: Man, we just wanted more for the university, man. It was like, um, you know, looking at where the, where the, where the um program was before we got there and looking at where it is now, that was our aim. We just wanted to build a program. That was one of the main reasons why. Um, I let to go to Cincinnati. That's one of the main reasons why I let to go to Cincinnati because they they football history before that. Nobody even knew. I never even knew Cincinnati had a football team before I got recruited by them. So um, having that in mind, seeing other schools flourish, um, knowing that it's going to take us to join together and um, just kind of push each other, uh, you know, challenge each other, you know, that kind of brought us closer. So, you know what I'm saying? With all that, you know, having locker room talks, being out there on that field, sweating together, bleeding together, crying together, you know, just grinding together, man. That, that stuff bring you closer.
2: Now, how did it feel actually getting to make it to the NFL? Because, you know, that's everybody's dream, but you actually made it. So how did that feel?
3: Um, Initially, man, it was just kind of crazy. I never even thought about playing NFL football. I never even saw past college, to be honest with you. I When I played, I just played in the moment. I just love the game so much that I just played in the moment. So it was just every game, every play for me. Um, so when the opportunity came, it was, you know, it was surreal, man. It was just like, dang, you know, I, I didn't really look at it like it was it was that big. I was just like, okay, you know, I'm getting the opportunity. But everybody else just kept reminding me, like, I don't think you understand, like, the stage. Like, you know what I mean? Because this is a big accomplishment. And the more I played, the more I was around guys, the more I looked at it from a standpoint of, you know what I mean, just being humble to be there and being thankful and uh, having that having that opportunity. Well, now, was the, from going from the
2: Cincinnati to the NFL, was it that much difference? I was like, oh, man, this this just, it is what it is. It's very similar.
3: It's similar um, from a physical standpoint, but mentally, it's worlds apart. Like, everybody always questioned or always, yeah, you know, it's much faster in the NFL. Well, it's faster. The more you know, like if you ain't out there on the field thinking you can play faster, so them guys they really put that time in, in the understanding of the plays and studying their opponent. Their opponent. So they a lot of times guys know what's coming before it comes. So it's faster in the sense of uh, guys knowing what to do. But as far as athleticism, as far as all that stuff, there, it's pretty much the same. It wasn't that big of a difference for me.
0: Now, as I gotta get to the nitty-gritty, and I want to get your background, because a lot of people may not even know what Havana, Florida is, and just to put y'all on point, man, Havana and Shanks High School had some of the best, basketball to me, to the basketball game I ever seen. I'm talking about the crowd-packed out, you know it's going to be a good game, and just kind of break it down to the people how it was for you growing up with you and your family. You know, like I said, a family for the athletes and just coming out of Havana, you know, and just, you know how it was for you.
3: It was, man, it was tough for me because everybody played sports. Like my sister ran track and played basketball. She was well known for uh, running track. She went to Europe to the Junior Olympics in high school, ran track in Europe um and was heavily recruited uh in high um, my other brother douglas he uh got a scholarship to alabama state played football there uh, my other two brothers they played football played basketball so it was tough man it was like i got a lot of shoes to feel like these some big shoes to feel but it was it was time it was just like all right well it's either you know be great or or bust and Coming from a small town, like, hey, Brandon, you don't really have a lot of resources, so you don't know a lot. And um, so that's all I knew was my siblings and what they did. I didn't know anything outside of that. And then, you know, having that rival with Shanks, man. Shanks got athletes after athletes on top of athletes, man. You know, you got to bring your best when you play against Shanks. It's always a challenge. It was always the best games ever, man. It's, you can have 30 other games. And you look for basketball or football. You know you're going to get their best and you got to make sure you get them your best. It's just like it's it's a different level. I wish people could really experience that now because I feel like people are being slighted or cheated, man, because it's so much that so much tradition wrapped up in the hate robbery. It's so much tradition. And I just feel like a lot of people shouldn't know about it. And I just wish people t- to this day would have that experience to either, you know, just to attend a game, either whether it's basketball, or football, or whatever.
0: Man, that that's so true, cause It's like I could remember growing up and just being around, and you know, just seeing different things. For you know, even the football, Jim Marie, how they used to have it in the the, ba- the big basketball game, man, and and all the excitement that it brought to them, not only the whole city, but to the whole county. And, you know, it, it just was an amazing event all around. Now, I got to get to this, man. I Trent Cole, man, that was one. I remember when, when I got to Cincinnati and they had put some film on I noticed this guy, every play getting off that ball. So I never seen that before in my life, man. Every play. That's that why it wasn't no surprise to me when he took off in the NFL like that. Cause you know, y'all were getting ready to leave up out of Cincinnati. But you know, the the technique or however he was doing it, just getting off that line like that, man. How was playing with him?
3: Man, it was it was fun, man. Trent, Trent made you go hard because you knew every play, Trent is gonna go as hard as he can. We call him scrap on because he tough as nails, man. And he going to give his all every single play. And the craziest thing is people see him in games. The way he practiced was the same way. Like coaches had to tell him, like, pull back, pull back, Trent. But Trent knew one speed, and that's 100 miles per hour. And he played practice. And he just went. He, he, you know what I'm saying? For me, a lot of them guys, though, it, we so many talented guys on that team, on that defense that it was crazy, but we, you know, I enjoy playing with all them cats, man, but Trent was, Trent was special.
0: And then with you playing up on the um, Mark D'Antonio, Rick Miller, Pat Narduzzi, Mike Trestle, how is it for you to see, you know, especially right now with Pat Narduzzi going up and being the head coach at Pitt? Cause let me give y'all the background story now. Pat Narduzzi ain't no joke. That boy that was gonna snap, run around the field going crazy. He like he a teenager, a 12-year-old kid almost, man, just running from sideline to sideline, screaming. And the whole Cincinnati football program for the defense, he knew every position. Bank was in four. Yeah, I know he was a defense coordinator, but man, he was almost like a maniac at the same time, man. like – like, give, give us your some a funny story with him and how it was for you seeing him going to get a head coaching job at Pitt.
3: Well, it was a it was good to see him getting a head coaching job. I knew it was well deserving, um, because and, and he's knowledgeable about it and he tried to do everything he could to help us out. And even if I call him to this day, um. You know, he'll do whatever he can to help me out with whatever I got going on. So, he's a good person all in all and a good coach. So, it was it was definitely good to see him get a um, head coaching position. But we had my tenure at Cincinnati, man, we had so many different coaches, man. It's like from Mike Tomlin to um, uh, Narduzzi to Trestle to um, Coach Griner to Coach Rocker, like all these guys. Coach Rocker was an a Outland Trophy winner at auburn back in the day man we had so many coaches i've i've had a different linebacker coach a different coordinator every single year i was at cincinnati so we had a high turnover of coaches so i i got got a lot of knowledge from different people that helped me understand the game a whole lot better and with coach naduzy oh lord coach Narduzzi is running around yelling screaming he done got a broomstick swinging around in the air in practice just yelling out crazy stuff, man. Narduzi came in every day like he done had a whole pot of coffee by himself, like nonstop every day, and it it never changed.
0: <laughs> you ain't like you yeah. ain't lying, man. Now I I heard a story one time. You you thought you were gonna go to the Olympics, I guess, and uh you were doing uh, some flips and you end up breaking your arm or your leg, man. I know you're an athlete, but um uh, what was going through your head that day, man?
3: Man, I was I was in third grade when I did that, man. I was um I was just learning how to do backflips. Like, I had, I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, we kind of, you know, I used to go up in the in know in the new projects and the old projects and go up there. We old mattress out of the out of the dumpster, and we'll learn how to flip on it. So that's how I learned how to flip. So the first time I tried to do it without the mattress. Oh. But well, the people, thing, people always would ask me to do flips though
0: because they like you know how high I get. Oh man, you hey you was a and I'ma say out of my top five gas kind of athlete, I gotta put you in there because I mean Ray Ray Ray, he's gonna always be my number one. Now I ain't gonna put nobody yeah. no particular number after him. But you in my top five, hand down. Because, you know, it, it, man, so many athletes came through Gaston kind of County back then. It's just amazing to see. And I, I think that's something we all got to get back to is probably, you know, reaching out to them guys and letting them see and letting them know, like, hey, man, y'all come from Kings. Y'all, it, you know, y'all got a rich history that y'all may not know of. And yeah, I totally I, agree. Yeah.
3: I totally agree. Yeah. I think a lot of these kids need to know more about the um, the Willie Simmons, the Lee Rush Smiths, the, um, the Willie McClouds, the uh, who else? Dexter Jacksons, the Abdul Howards. You know, even back way back in the day to uh, Johnny Walker. Man, I grew up watching Johnny Walker play. Man, Johnny Walker is was the best thing I've ever seen on a basketball court. Man, Johnny Walker. Now you're talking about a legend. Johnny Walker is, like, the number – that's my number
0: one. And and another thing people may not know for Cincinnati, they got one of the best football stadiums to me in college football because it sits smack down right in the middle of campus. And you could walk right up on it and not even know it's there. I promise you. You could be walking around the campus and not even know, like, probably three steps over that's the stadium right there. So, you know, it just was a tremendous sight for everything. You know, I end up leaving because I was trying to really get me that scholarship offer, man. But, you know, just seeing you there, that even encouraged me, you know. But I'm going to go ahead and open the floor up to you, man, to give, give your closing words or any advice, you know, to young players out there or anything that you want to share.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, you know, to – any of the young players, regardless of where you come from, with me coming from a small town like Havana of fourteen hundred people, with no resources, um, you just have to keep. Your work ethic will determine how far you go. A lot of people like to focus on talent, but you know, work ethic overshadows talent any day. You get somebody that work hard and push through whatever it is they experience. I, I guarantee you, they'll be successful in whatever it is they're trying to do. So, um, you know, it's been a for me to, you know, share my story because I feel like, you know, it's a unique story, but at the same time it's my story. And, you know, a lot of people have similar situations where they come from small towns and they feel like they can't make it or they didn't get the recruit recruits um, that they felt like they deserved, or they didn't get the plan time or whatever they felt like they needed. But you know what I mean? It should just use you. It should just motivate you to push harder and work harder in order to achieve whatever it is you set out to achieve, man. So It was a pleasure and an honor, man, being on here talking to y'all guys, sharing this story, man. And I um, I appreciate what y'all are doing, man.
0: Yes, sir. We thank you. Y'all, that was the legendary big-time baller. Oh, Enzo, hold on. Before I get off, I got one more thing to ask you. Now, somebody told me that you was on the front of the slam. That, now, now y'all, this is the big basketball magazine that y'all don't know. Now, somebody told me you was on the front of the slam magazine holding the rim in your hand. Now, I don't know if they you know, probably were tripping that day when they said that because I know I saw LeBron James on the front of this magazine too. So, what was you on the front of that?
3: No, I wasn't on the front of it. It was a picture, and it, it was called Breakdown Magazine. It wasn't slam. It was a okay. magazine called Breakdown. And um inside they had it. They had a picture of me from when I broke the goal at uh at
0: Walker Ford. Oh, that boy broke the goal. Well, hey, y'all heard it right here, man. That's legendary Jamal Enzo. And for all the young kids out there, if you wanna be successful, follow some of these steps that y'all hearing in these podcasts, man. This guy came from small Havana, Florida, the County representative, gladiator, baby, in Havana Side, and he did his thing. He went on to do his thing in college, and he had a chance at the NFL. Y'all, listen to your parents. Try the best you can when you're in school. Be determined. Get that knowledge, and not just the school knowledge, but kind of learn on your own how to get involved in the recruiting process and get yourself in your own school. Cause y'all see how he got blessed with an opportunity and there's more opportunities out there for everybody. And just like he said, that's his story. What will be yours? I got to give a shout out to Jamal Enzo again, and I got to give a shout out to his parents for raising such a great young man and the whole university of Cincinnati man for everything they're doing you know, for as football wise, and you know, letting people know it's not just a basketball school, it's a football school. And I got to give a shout out to all the guys who I end up running to up there, even the guys from the local area. Like I said, shout out Jamar Enzo, Trent Cole, George Murray, uh, who are Terry Arnold, Jamie Murphy, uh, John Boyd, Aunt William, or uh, who are Angelo Craig. Antonio Horton, Anthony Hope, and uh and, and lastly my, my boy Leo Morgan. We see that at the Chinese restaurant up there so I got to give a shout out to him too. But I'm gonna leave y'all, how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down. it's you fall to the ground, this is the Life and Football podcast. Catch you next time.
1: A new state to try to get right this is a new day to get on track yeah that's life and football this is a new day to live your life this is a new state to try to get right this is a new day to get on track yeah that's life and football it's life and football we are life and football.